Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, July 26th. And this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening around the league. Subscribe today wherever you get podcasts. Today on the show, we are going to take a look back at the Taylor Hall contract extension. Since I was away at the cottage, I didn't get a chance to really go over his comments following the contract news as well as those from Don Sweeney so we'll take a look at that and also recap uh, what the Bruins did at the NHL entry draft over the weekend. I did post an episode on Saturday uh, talking about first round pick Fabian LaSalle and some uh, concerns as well as reasons to be optimistic about the pick. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more later on. First, a quick reminder to please smash that subscribe button if you have not already done so. Each new episode this offseason will be automatically added to your feed, whether you use Apple, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts. Uh, We are going to be going to three episodes a week in August, uh, and I'm hoping to do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule, but in the event that one of them drops, uh, you know, on a Tuesday or Thursday, you'll be covered by subscribing and it'll be automatically added to your feed. Uh, If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated, especially if you're an Apple user. Uh, Twitter people can follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins. If you're more an Instagram person, we're locked on Bruins and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Now Taylor Hall, 29 year old unrestricted free agent winger signed a four-year contract with a $6 million annual uh, average value on Friday. Uh, He said it was really enjoyable for me this year. He's really happy to get to play another four years with the Bruins. The teammates that he got to know in his short time in Boston are a huge reason why he wanted to direct his focus to playing for the Bruins as long as he can. He's really happy that we're here, uh, you know, having come to an agreement. Hall found great success with the Bruins, recording eight goals and six assists in 16 games, playing mostly alongside David Krejci and Craig Smith. Uh, There are some questions as to who his line mates will be next season. Uh, Will Krejci be back? Will another right winger be brought in? And will Smith you know, retain his top six role, or will he be bumped down to the third line where he was initially projected to play alongside Charlie Coyle? Uh, But either way, Taylor Hall said he knew right away after playing five or six games in Boston that he wanted to be part of the group. He said it was up to me to try and play well and show up well enough to have them want me to be a part of it. The season didn't end the way we wanted it to. I think we could have been right there. We could have been in the finals. We could have been in the conference finals easily. It just didn't happen. We got beat by a team that had some great parts on their team. They had some great players. He said about that Islanders series, if we played it over again, 
I know every team says that, but it could have gone either way. That's the frustrating part, and it kind of left a taste in my mouth that I wanted to come back and do it with the same group. That's how I feel today. That's how I feel every day when I'm training for the season. I try to be my best when it, the time comes and the playoffs, and that's what I'm looking forward to next year. Now, of course, Hall very close to becoming a Boston Bruin from the very onset of his career. Uh, he and Taylor Hall were projected to go 1-2 in the 2010 NHL entry draft. The Oilers decided to pick the winger. And Sagan became a Boston Bruin, won a cup with them in 2011. And uh, it took Hall eight years to make the playoffs uh, after entering the NHL. And uh, he's only been there a few times, but he hopes to be there much more often over the next four years as a member of the Bruins, obviously. He said there was a bit of temptation to test the market, uh, but his experience last summer perhaps you know fed into his desire to stay in a place where he found some success he signed that one year eight million dollar deal with the sabers uh in october did not work out at all and again he admitted like he did before that he did uh want to sign with the boston uh prior to the beginning of this past season he said the first thing that piqued his interest in free agency was uh the bruins uh, just talking to Don Sweeney, Boston was on his radar, but after signing with Buffalo, things started to go south, and Boston was a team that he revisited uh, when it came to, you know, kind of dictating where he wanted to go prior to the trade deadline. Don Sweeney said with Taylor wanting to be a part of our group and be a Bruin and working with his agent Darren Ferris to find a common ground that was really important to us. You can see from Taylor's comments, he's excited to be part of our group. He's felt maybe the most comfortable he's felt in a locker room in some time, and it showed up in his game. He arrived in Boston with not as much confidence as he's previously had, despite being such an accomplished player. And that was something that Hall admitted himself, that he uh, you know, had kind of lost confidence in Buffalo. But now he's really wanting to put his feet down and settle some roots for himself and his fiance to really take it as far as he possibly can. Uh, Sweeney continued, he's motivated, he knows the team and what we're trying to accomplish, and he wants to be part of that. It's an important message to send to all our young players, as well as our incumbent players, that they represent a core of the Boston Bruins, and Taylor Hall, with the special qualities he has, wants to be part of that core. And that's important. We're excited to have him back. Hall clearly fits in well in the room as well. He said it was a good environment for him to come into. Uh, he said he was able to be himself right off the bat. And that helped him uh, with his on-ice play as well. That familiarity, that comfortability in the room translated to uh, just going out there and doing what he does best. He said, you can tell right away when you walk in what the vibe is, and I've really enjoyed the vibe of Boston. The Bruins, of course, are built on a blend of veteran leadership and some dynamic young talent. He kind of sits right in the middle there of, you know, the Bergerons, the Marchands, as well as the McAvoys and the Pasternaks. Uh, and he thinks that's one of the reasons why the Bruins are well positioned to uh, keep that window open. He said the window is still there, at least for another few years. 
a group of guys that's committed to trying to make a Stanley Cup come to Boston once again, and that's all I want to be a part of. In this league, sometimes you get caught up trying to be on the perfect team. I'm super happy in Boston, and I think we have a great group of guys to accomplish something special. That core has largely been built around, you know, Tuka Rask, David Krejci, Brad Marchand, and Patrice Bergeron. Um, they're the ones who remain after Zidane Chara and Tori Krug departed last summer. Uh, there's still some question about Rask with his offseason surgery coming up, what his next deal will look like, whether or not Krejci will be back. Bergeron has only one year left on his deal. Hopefully he's able to extend that a couple more years. Uh, but Hall, for the moment, you know, going to be around for four years, and hopefully they can keep uh, this cup window open and, uh, yeah, maybe incorporate some more youth into the lineup over the next few years. Uh, maybe some guys that were drafted here on the weekend. And uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. But before we do, a word about Built Bar, the best tasting bar on the market. It comes in so many delicious flavors. There's really something for everyone. When you talk about Built Bar to people who have tried them, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Check out the specs on these. There's 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is very cool. Right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15. 15 for 15% off at built.com. So the NHL entry draft took place this past weekend virtually, and I thought we would go over the picks that the Bruins made here uh, over the weekend. First of all, again, I uh, did a quick thing about Fabian LaSalle uh, on Saturday where you can go back and listen to that, but in case you missed it, uh, LaSalle... Selected 21st overall, he appeared in 26 games with Lulea of the Swedish Hockey League this past season, recording two goals and one assist for three points. That came after he had been playing for Frölunda's junior team, and he asked to be moved from um, that team to the Swedish Premier League. I reached out to a pretty prominent prospect writer uh, on Sunday and asked if there was anything that uh, stood out to him when it came to these whispers of character concerns regarding uh, LaSalle. And they said nothing crazy, just that he's cocky. He forced his way out of Forlunda. Not really anything to do with his on-ice game. Uh, he's known for his puck pursuit and strong work ethic defensively, uh, but he perhaps is a bit entitled and thinks he's uh, perhaps a bit bigger than he really is. Um, having said that, I did get some other messages after recording uh, with some more um, detailed accounts of what might be at the root of these character issues. 
uh, including some, I don't know, typical teenage stuff with perhaps a bit more of an edge to it. Uh, this is not confirmed at all, so I don't want to, you know, toss out any details, but uh, from what I've heard from very reliable sources is that it's mostly due to his uh, kind of cockiness, perhaps, and uh, yeah, being uh, thinking he's hot shit, basically, which, you know, could be a good trait for uh, a player of his skills. You want that confidence. Uh, he's definitely skilled, strong on the puck, uh, a great shot, and kind of reminiscent of a young David Pasternak, to be honest. Uh, the Bruins then in the third round, keep in mind they didn't have a, a, a second round pick after they traded it to the Sabres uh, in the Taylor Hall deal. At 85th overall in the third round, they selected forward Brett Harrison of the Ontario Hockey League's Oshawa Generals. Uh, he's an 18-year-old. He played in seven games for Kuvi in Finland's SM Sarja in 2020-2021. Four goals, five assists for nine points. Uh, kind of surprised that the Bruins, you know, went back to the OHL, something they haven't done for a while. He did record 21 goals and 16 assists for 37 points in 58 games as a rookie in the OHL back in 2019-2020. Uh, uh, I tweeted out uh, the stat that he was one of only three OHL rookies to hit the 20-goal mark in the OHL that season. The other was Mason McTavish, who was selected third overall this weekend by the Anaheim Ducks. And the other was Shane Wright, who was granted uh, exceptional status in the OHL, meaning he could join the league at age 15. And he is expected to be the number one overall pick at next year's NHL entry draft. So some real talent there. Uh, he also played for Team Canada at the 2020 World Juniors with two goals and a plus four rating uh, on the gold medal winning club. Uh yeah, me being up here in Guelph, we have an OHL team here, so I'm very excited to uh, head down to the rink at some point and hopefully connect with Brett uh, as he comes through town, uh, as well as with Ryan Mast, who is selected later in the draft. In the fourth round, the Bruins kind of surprised by taking a Swedish goaltender, Philip Svedebak. Uh, he's a 19-year-old. He played 12 games for Vaxjo Lakers in the uh J20 National League over in Sweden with a 5-6-0 record, a 9-12 save percentage. Uh, he's 6'3", 192 pounds. He's going to play this season in the USHL with the Dubuque Fighting Saints. Uh, so you can never have too much organizational goaltender depth. Uh, he'll be a few years away yet with the focus obviously being on uh, Dan Vladar and Jeremy Swayman. Uh, the Bruins selected another Swede with the uh, 149th overall pick, Oscar Jelvik. Uh, he went in the fifth round, 13 games with Jew Gardens of the uh, National Junior League over in Sweden, recording six goals, six assists for 12 points. Uh, he's 5'11", 181 pounds. In the sixth round, the Bruins selected a big defenseman, Ryan Mast, uh, 181st overall, he plays for the Sarnia Sting of the OHL. So that's pretty remarkable that uh, Don Sweeney and co. went to that well twice in one draft after avoiding the OHL for quite some time. Uh, he's also listed as one of the potential uh, sleepers of the NHL draft. 
which is pretty cool. Uh, the blurb wrote uh, the following. He has all of the components, size, skating, instincts. Uh, he's an early January 2003 birth date which means there's loads of room for progress and improvement, too. He's relatively young. Uh, FCH hockey scout Joseph Along said Mass has the size and aggressiveness to project him as a second or third-pair defender with some power play potential. His play as an OHL rookie was impressive but overlooked on a struggling Sarnia team. If he can help lead a developing defense group next season in all situations, it would solidify him as a potential future NHLer. So yeah, could be a guy that slides in uh, behind McAvoy and Carlo on the right side one day. Finally, in the seventh round, they had two picks. Uh, The first was forward Andre Gasso. He is a product of the U.S. National Team Development Program. Uh, He appeared in 23 USHL games uh, with the USNTDP juniors team with three goals and five assists. Uh, He will be playing at Boston College beginning in the 2022-23 season. And then Ty Gallagher, the final pick, 217th overall uh, in the seventh round. He is another product of the U.S. National Team Development Program. Five goals and seven assists for 12 points in 25 games. He will play for Boston University this season. When it comes to what the Bruins did or how they fared um, in the draft, uh, I turn to uh, Scott Wheeler, see where he graded the Bruins, and I believe he ranked them about 16th among the 32 NHL teams. Sorry, he ranked them 15th. And after the first day, they were uh, listed as a winner, uh, number 6th ranked after the first round. Uh, Wheeler wrote, the Bruins are the one team I've kind of let myself fall into a bad habit of expecting. They'll take kids I'm not very high on. Welcome to the club, Scott. But they build on a good day one with a strong choice to lead off day two with Brett Harrison in the back half of the third round. A full 32 picks after where I had him ranked, that being Scott Wheeler. Harrison's got one of the better releases in the draft with no drawback and a unique ability to generate spin off of the blade. When he drops a shoulder and drives the net, he's also a lot to handle. He's one of those kids people in the OHL have told me they think could have challenged for a late first, early second slotting had he been able to play in Oshawa this year. So the Bruins really getting tremendous value out of their third round pick there. A guy who could have gone in the first round under normal circumstances. Wheeler continued, I'd be hard-pressed to believe the Bruins couldn't have taken goalie Philip Svedeback a couple of rounds later than they did. So that one was a head-scratcher. Things got away from them a little with uh, the selections of Oscar Yelvik and Ryan Mast, who each have some big proponents in the scouting community, but both of whom I can't wrap my head around. Seems a bit ungenerous, especially with Ryan Mast, but uh, he did add, I think they finished on a good note with the NDTP's brawny forward Andre Gasso and hard-shooting defender Ty Gallagher. If you missed Wheeler's comments on the LaSalle pick, he said, There isn't a team that I've been more critical of at the draft in recent years than the Bruins, but I really liked the LaSalle swing for them. He's one of the best skaters in the draft with the kind of speed that turns defenders and creates in bursts off the rush. There's just an acceleration gear to his game that is rare. 
but he's more than that too. He's a puck thief off the puck who likes to chase down opposing players, which the Bruins would certainly love, side note. And he's got hands that keep up with his feet. He's got work to do to learn to play on the inside at the pro level. His production hasn't yet lined up with the highlight reel quality of his game. And Wheeler has minor concerns about his processing, but his ceiling is high. And there was always going to come to a point where he was worth the gamble in a range where every remaining prospect has some warts. This was that point. Credit where credit is due. So, uh, yeah. Overall, it really seems like the Bruins bucked their trend from recent years in reaching for players. They really seem to... Um, get great value out of their players, guys that may have dropped a bit, and uh, yeah, just taking the best available player uh, for many of their picks, not all, but uh, I really like the LaSalle and uh, Harrison picks, and I think that Ryan Mast could also uh, be a contributor at some point, and the two guys they picked uh, in the seventh round uh, could end up being Uh, promising as well although probably you know a handful of years away anyways so yeah overall a pretty good draft maybe Don Sweeney's best so far as GM of the Boston Bruins Uh, time will tell but uh, on the surface definitely a lot to be uh, encouraged about from the uh, draft class this year for the Boston Bruins Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, not really much else going on, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You can also get all the latest news, odds, and info for basketball, hockey, UFC, and football. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to their website, use your mobile device, to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Alright, so it's going to be a busy week around the NHL with free agency beginning on uh, Wednesday, July 28th. The Bruins have already signed one of their big unrestricted free agents in Taylor Hall. They'll now turn their sights on uh, hopefully getting David Krejci back in the mix. Uh, discussing options with Tuka Rask, and also seeing if they can get Mike Riley back in the fold. They will also be pursuing uh, some players on the open market. Uh, Fluto Shinzawa reporting the Bruins and Islanders are among the clubs pursuing Ryan Suter, who was recently bought out by the Minnesota Wild. Keith Yandel, likely the uh, consolation prize, if you will, for the Bruins if they do not land uh, Ryan Suter. There's still some rumblings that the Bruins are in talks with the Arizona Coyotes about a potential deal with uh, both Christian Dvorak and uh, Darcy Kemper, the goaltender, on their radars. Uh, and the Bruins could look to yeah the open market when it comes to uh, goaltending as well. So yeah, it's going to be a busy week uh, and we'll see if they make any deals, make any signings, and we'll be right on top of it of course now one of the bigger stories that i wanted to mention was the montreal canadians selecting logan mayu uh who had uh unofficially removed himself from the draft uh mayu on saturday read a prepared statement acknowledging he took a photo of a young woman engaged in a consensual sex act and shared it without her knowledge among his teammates 
He was fined by Swedish authorities for defamation and invasion of privacy. Uh, He called it a stupid and egotistical act that showed a lack of judgment and caused harm to the woman and her family. Mayu said he didn't want to be selected in the draft. He's accepted the possibility of joining the Montreal Canadiens because he believes the organization will help him improve as a person and a player. He also said he's participating in professional counseling. Now, a really befuddling and confounding decision by the Montreal Canadiens, especially in the first round on the big stage with everybody watching. Uh, Just inexcusable, really. And, you know, Bergevin, the GM, has ties to the Chicago Blackhawks, who are still under investigation uh, for alleged sexual abuse conducted by uh, then-video coach Brad Aldrich. The Blackhawks tried to deflect that by bringing out women who work for the team when they made their draft pick. And, um, yeah, very bizarre and unfortunate and quite frankly disturbing way to end the uh, NHL draft the first round on Friday anyways so I definitely wanted to make note of that I know in the past I had kind of said I had been rooting for the Habs in the um, you know in the in the playoffs but uh, any goodwill any positive feelings that I had uh, certainly out the window at this point a couple other guys to keep uh, in mind, when the Bruins are looking at free agents, uh, Jake McCabe of the Buffalo Sabres, he's set to test the market. He's a guy that could certainly fill that left-hand role. Uh, the Bruins apparently have had talks with the Canucks regarding goaltender Braden Holtby. Uh, that's from Dominic Tiano. Not sure how intense it got, but uh, could be a guy that the Bruins look at when it comes to holding Tuka Rask's place in the event that he is healthy, of course, as well. So those are a few things to keep in mind as we approach free agency on Wednesday. Uh, But I did want to mention the Canadian story because it is, yeah, inexcusable on their part. And uh, anybody in my mentions kind of saying he was a kid, it was a mistake, uh, let the authorities take care of it. Well, they did. They um, deemed it a finable offense as a, uh, a sex crime, basically. So uh, it's very disappointing, especially some inroads that have been made in hockey culture in recent weeks, months, and uh, a real one step forward, two steps back when it comes to hockey culture, it seems. Anyways, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Thanks for bearing with me last week while I was on vacation, but I think I was able to cover uh, everything that took place. And looking forward to hopefully a busy week ahead for the Boston Bruins. A reminder to smash that subscribe button so that you do not miss an episode. Uh, And I will be posting videos at Locked On, no, at LO Boston Bruins uh, when uh, breaking news drops in the form of Locked On Nows. So follow the Twitter account at LO Boston Bruins so that you do not miss a thing. Uh, Yeah, thanks so much, friends. Hope you're having a great July. Crazy to believe that. Uh, We're almost in the month of August now, but uh, truck on along. And like I said, we'll be going to three episodes a week next week. So please do, uh, yeah, subscribe so that uh, whenever I do post one, it's just right into your feed. Happy Monday, friends, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.